Hey y'all, Treasury here with Picture Me Living, and I'm here with our returning guest that you guys love to listen to. My check, one, two, one, two. Now you want to be loud. Get your popcorn ready. Now you want to be loud. Take your notepad out. <laughs> now you want to be loud after the sound check. Because we're about to turn it out. I got bars. So since Ken is a third time returning guest, is this your third time? Yeah, third time. He is going to give me an icebreaker. Third time, I think this might end up like being like a, a two person, two man weave. Like, it's not. Like first take started off as like one person. But I'm letting you know it's then not. they brought Stephen A. Smith in. <laughs> it's not gonna be. And a when Stephen A. Smith thing. came in, because you're not ready. It became to, his show. You're not ready to. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> you're not ready to talk about that's every how, topic though. That's how that started. You're not ready to talk about every topic though. Since this is my show. And I'm taking over because I own this next hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Let me ask you an icebreaker, Miss Okay. Man. How many of your friends have you put on to anything financially in the realm of, let's just say, business, uh, entrepreneurship, or home ownership? How many of my friends that I put, put on to something financially? Yeah. How many of your friends have you opened their eyes to financial wisdom in the realm of uh, anything entrepreneurship or homeownership? And not even it, not even uh, by conversation, it may be by something that you did that they watched you do. Well, that's a hell of an icebreaker, Ken. Well, it's not. That's why I'm Stephen A. Smith today. But that's. And you're Skip Bayless. <laughs> I am not skilled, skilled, skilled. I am not him. Okay, first of all, that's a dynamic question, though, because all of them. If I'm gonna give a short answer, all of them. All of them. Like, I want everybody to win. So, if I see an opportunity for a friend of mine to win, of course, I'm going to be like, "Here, friend, do this." So, every last person that you call friend. You have showed them what you have shared, what you have learned on your journey of entrepreneurship or homeownership. I think so. And they have came back to you and said, hey, I watched you do this or I listened to you say this. No. Okay. Okay. They have not come back. Uh, people have come to me and said something, but no, I've, I haven't motivated anyone to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Terry motivated me. Mm-hmm. Um, we made fun of him. We bullied him in our twenties because mm-hmm. he bought a home mm-hmm. early in his. I mean, before twenty five, he was a homeowner. We're like, really? But that really motivated mm-hmm. all of us. Like, man, we can all do this. I think, but okay, I don't. I think that a lot of people think that's unattainable, and that's so far ahead. I think a lot of people think that that's an order. It's an order that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have a husband first, and then you got to do this, that, and a third. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm. I'm. Fig- I'm trying to figure out your motive behind this because cool. you've seen people be upset actually at my home ownership. Per per usual, I disagree. That I thought were friends. Per per usual, I disagree. Okay. Uh, I think that because uh, I'm how older am I than you? What nine, nine years? Nine years. I think that my crew or my quote unquote era laid the groundwork for your era. I think that in our community, I think that uh, we don't get the acknowledgement as a community. For expanding our portfolio in in the realm of home ownership and entrepreneurs entrepreneurship. Okay. If we had the little ball, we'll bounce it. Entrepreneurship, bounce it across the screen. Yeah. How to pronounce that? But I think that uh, we have definitely, uh, as a race, beginning with our era, um, quote unquote, pulled ourselves up by the bootstrap. Um, so I said, because I'm and of course, of course, I'm coming from a personal perspective. Okay. I'm coming from a personal perspective, guys. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> I watched my my you father. You have a lot of success stories. Though. I watched my father be a homeowner. Uh, never seen my father rent. Never seen any of my aunts and uncles rent. My grandfather was ninety six. He owned every home he lived in. Um, and I know that that is a uh, an exception to the rule. That's not the norm for the African American community community as a whole, but it's a norm for I me. Don't so know I don't anybody. I, I, it's a norm for me, so I only speak for me. But what I'm going to say that everybody can will be able to relate to is, uh. Every generation, every era, we have made home ownership become more of a thing that's realistic. Okay, so a few thoughts there. You said home ownership and entrepreneurship. So to finish the home ownership thought, um, my grandma never owned a home. My mom rarely has a place to live on her own she's always lived with somebody mm-hmm. stayed on the couch or whatever mm-hmm. um my brothers mm-hmm. they i mean you seen when david had that apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> my house this is my house uh i mean he he had that lease for what a year right. six months to a year right. um I'm, I'm literally i'm literally the only one that um has rented long term and then turn around and own homes so and now i do have some cousins in california that um um okay like i said uh, but you know i'm I'm so far removed from them there in california mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but terry has literally been the only friend that um i know a couple people that were passed down homes mm-hmm. so but your your story is so unique and so different from mine mm-hmm. um everybody in your family is successful has a success it's a few people that don't there's a couple of uh <laughs> you have a couple don't boy 95 lmax yeah it's a couple but uh it's a lot of aunties and you have a lot of success stories um that's why this is such a great conversation for us but i want to go back to the entrepreneur i think that that was two different questions that you asked me in one mm-hmm. um i like to consider myself a um, I'm still at the beginning phase. I mean, we just got the camera for Picture Me Living and mm-hmm. I got it um, full transparency. Can't afford it right now, but I got a big trip and I really want to uh, make this legit and invest in my business. With that being said, I know friends with businesses that the camera is nothing. So mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a smaller business. I'm, I'm a very small business and I, I hate to, you know, my... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I hate to make my business smaller than what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just very humble. Mm-hmm. So who am I to give my friends entrepreneurship advice? However, I have given encouragement. I've shared memes. Sis, this is your year. Um, I obviously overly support. I will buy. I If, if my homegirl selling pussy, I ate my uncle need my, <laughs> my uncle say he needs so how much is it? No. I'm gonna find you a customer, sis. Now, what I will say is this: um, listen, we're gonna talk about the age gap again because there's a there's a nine year difference. Okay. Um, for my quote unquote generation, the what we got passed down from our parents was even though my dad was an entrepreneur, ran two businesses, he also had jobs as well. Okay. Uh, but we but what we got passed down was take up a trade, get you a good job, and buy you a house. Oh, Punch was mad at you. Didn't, you didn't want to go up to Tennessee and go. <laughs> right, Lake Country. Right. King, take up a trade. Ken Granddad, man. Rest take in up peace, a trade. But he really, he yeah. really wanted Ken to come up to Tennessee, not collect on the retirement, all the easy money that Ken get. Mm-hmm. You you supposed to be working till you can't work no more. Right. So take up a trade, take up a trade, get you a good job, buy your house. Um, I think that between my gen- my era or generation and yours, you guys said we're gonna run businesses. Mm. And you guys, you guys, uh, I take my hat out to y'all because you guys, uh, you you guys took social media. Uh, I think you guys were the first era of like high schoolers to get social media and flip okay. it and use social media 
to earn an income. Oh yeah, that's why I'm there. My generation was <laughs> my generation, we was like, we not fucking with social media. Uh we're not doing all that on camera. Yeah. You you guys were we're gonna do this on camera, we're gonna make money doing it on camera. Right. And then there's a generation behind you guys that have taken that even to another level. I'm doing both, everything on camera. Both good and bad. Yeah, I'm doing everything on camera. Right. What's up? Right. right I'm waking right. up, I'm brushing my teeth on camera. Right, right, exactly. And I think that because I, I I heard somebody say uh something about uh we have a generation now of of no no talented, non-talented people making money off social media. And I completely disagree with that. I think that because they like to pick making, on them. No, that. no. What I think is making money off social media is a talent. Yeah, they 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 made fun of Kim for that for the longest. She has no talent. Well, clearly she does. She's a billionaire. I mean, she can't tap dance and all this. Like, yeah, like nah, back she, in the day, you had to be able talent. to sing, rap, dance, or something. And she has a talent for ignoring y'all and still making money. And she's got a talent for making money. So, Making money off social media is a talent within itself. Yeah. Which people fail to recognize. Yeah. Um, but back to back to what back to what nah, we were for saying. Ignoring ignoring people and what people think because people are projecting heavy on social media and they project heavy on people like him. Um, I think that is a job in itself, especially she got these kids online. She's guarding her kids from all of that. Mm-hmm. That is a job. It is. It is. But I think uh, if we if we, we kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about uh, why'd you ask me that? I want to know that I'm I'm very intrigued about what my icebreaker. I'm intrigued. Why? I, ask like you that. That. I yeah. don't ask you why you ask me icebreaker. <laughs> I asked you the icebreaker to break the ice. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, you chose violence. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> to break the ice, to get the conversation started. I mean, what's the thought process? It's a thought process behind my icebreakers. Everybody asked- is always like, ooh, I didn't know you knew that about me. Ooh, you were paying attention to me. Uh-huh. So. I asked you that to break the ice. <laughs> so you ain't had no thought process behind it. I ain't had no process it. behind it. I just, got, I just wanted to uh, uh, lay the groundwork and see what kind of path nah, so I do on. want to... I do want to talk about that. We kind of went over. Um, we're winging it here, guys. We went over a few topics, and home ownership was one of them. Um, but we didn't really rehearse this at all. But I do want to talk to you about home ownership because um, I like obscure topics. Mm-hmm. We could have decided to talk about hot topics like Lori Harvey dating mm-hmm. Franklin Saint. We could have talked about all of this shit, but we could also educate. And uh, entertain at the same time. Well, so just to give you all a little, uh, to add a little context, I am a, uh, I'm a military veteran, retired, did 20 years. I, uh, I bought my first house when I was a young pup at the age of, I was about 28. Okay. I wanted to be a homeowner before 30. Okay. I watched my, my dad. So was, was a that a goal? Yeah. My dad was a homeowner when he was 26. Okay. I want to be a homeowner before thirty, and then man, we get it's a whole nother look. I can so talk. give me some stories about home ownership. Like I was gonna ask you, um, first home, second home. Like walk me through that. So my first home, uh, it kind of, I mean, just like everything, connections. I didn't really consider home ownership. Uh, actually, I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna tell y'all a story. And I was in the Navy. I was about 22, 21 years old. And I met this girl. Uh, she was like 23, 25. She had joined the Navy late. Um, I was out, you know, doing the shit that 25 year, year olds do in the military. I was partying, drinking, buying Jordans and jewelry. And, uh, every time I would see this girl, she would have a, 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 a lunch, lunch box. Uh, she would never Saving. be. She would never go out. Yeah. And um, was she fine? And uh, yes, yeah, she was fine. She, that's I wouldn't be no friend if she wasn't yeah. fine. <laughs> Shit. That's <laughs> why you noticed. I know but, Ken. But, but check it out. We was in San Diego. Check it out. I want y'all. I want y'all to check this out. We was in San Diego. Did this you was, smash? No. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. We, we was in San Diego. She little red bone too. Nice little round booty. Anyway, we was in San Diego. This was nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. 
we were on the ship one day and we were having the conversation. I asked her, I said, why don't you go out? We both the same age. We both in our 20s. Why don't you party? Why don't you do this, that, and the third? Why you don't wear Jordans? Like I wear. She told me that she had bought a house in San Diego, California back in 1998. Real shit. And I guess what I thought. I thought, well, that's fucking stupid. Because <laughs> you can't buy that. Because we in our 20s and you can't party and buy Jordans. Yeah. Let's do the math. Yeah. 1998. 2008. 2018. Yeah. San Diego, California. Yeah. That house is probably worth an easy over a half a million dollars. Yeah. And she probably bought that thing for about 100000 Yeah. If she still owns it. And if she still owns it, she oh, probably she flipped that and owned another house in Airbnb. No, she owns it now. It's got to be a million. Yeah. Yeah. In San Diego, California. Yeah. But um, I kind of, that, that kind of stuck with me that she did that. And uh, in the early early 2000s, when I transferred to Virginia, so I had a- you're, you're projecting your voice now? So you can yeah. back up some. I had a cousin that was in, in real estate uh, in Virginia. And uh, that, that particular cousin kind of like- Forced me to buy a house. Um, Do tell. Give me. I'm, a, I'm an agent. I just bought a house. You're in the military. You got this thing called a VA home loan. It's mm. gonna be super easy for you. Okay. What's your credit score? Me. I don't know. Them. Give me your social security number. Okay. Yeah. I trust you. I give it to you. Here. Here's your credit score. It's not quite high enough to buy a house, but pay off this, this, and this within the next month, nine months and go go live in base housing. And then nine months, we'll start looking at houses. Nine months later, I bought a townhouse. Bought a townhouse. It was a fixer-upper. Uh, I had- uh, But you had family. Right. Yeah. Bought a townhouse. It was a fixer-upper. I lived in and fixed it up. And uh, a year later, I, brought, I bought what, what was at the time the house of my dreams. Um, but- had it's all and, that, and so that kind of that kind of leads me back to your question of why I asked you that question because it's always somebody that triggers you to do something. Okay, it's always somebody that sparks you to do something. It may be a close friend, it may be a family member. I, I I'll go back to this story. I had a, a mentor of mine older than me. I was a second class. He was the first class. His name mm-hmm. was Kevin Systems. Rest in peace. He passed away from COVID a year ago. Um, oh, I remember that. And he uh. He was my neighbor when we lived in the base housing mm-hmm. when I was preparing to buy that townhouse fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. And I told him I had a cousin that was a real estate agent that was a loan officer yeah. also and was convincing me to buy a house. And he watched me go through the process. After I bought the house, he went out to Chesapeake and bought a house, a nice house. And uh, after he bought a house, he told me, hey, man, I never would have done that had you not inspired me. How did I inspire you? I watched you. You were my next-door neighbor. You were younger than me. And you went out and became a homeowner. I figured I had to do the same thing. So well, uh, I said all that to say, like sometimes people people watch uh, people watch you walk walk out your story, uh, your journey of life, and it and it inspires them. And it sometimes not even. I think I have stubborn friends. I don't think I don't think I ever hear that. But Terry definitely motivated me. I mean, right. I tr- as soon as I got out the navy, I tried to use my VA loan. My credit was not high enough. Um, I had a spot picked out. I mean, it was like one point short. I think you needed a 620 at the time. I was 619. Mm-hmm. And then I had something in my collections. But I also had just got out of the Navy and I did not have, you know, mm-hmm. the um, salary to strengthen my application, my loan application. Mm-hmm. So you either got to have excellent credit in a situation like that or, uh, you know, a great down payment, which I had neither. I had mediocre credit. Um, I had the townhouse picked out of everything in Sandy Springs. Uh, mm-hmm. Met the owner. I was totally motivated by her. Like, imagine had I had bought that house in Sandy Springs back in 2011. Right. Like, crazy how much right. money I would have right now. But right. I could not purchase it, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was something I watched my friend go through the process and, um, he's actually, so he had a townhouse then and he drove a little stupid ass police car. We all picked on him for that. And then he bought the other townhouse that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, he lived in that so long that, I mean, it's crazy. The difference of the mindset though, 
Um, even with the wash and dryer story, you know, the wash and dryer mm-hmm. story, I gave my friend Terry a wash and dryer like in 2009. Mm-hmm. He just got a new one like last year. Right. Like no kidding. Right. And that's just how smart he is with his money. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not throwing away money like that. Meanwhile, I done got like two, three sets of wash and dryers and all this right. time. Right. So, um, I think that he's at the end at the end of that generation mindset and I'm at the cusp of it. But then I have friends that are into the next generation of oh I'll just rent. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think uh I think uh we got a we got a generation of people that are that are so into aesthetics that they'll go and go out into Atlanta and and attempt to look like new Atlanta uh "Quote unquote, love and hip hop era. They'll go out and rent a uh, a condo. So before we get into instead that, instead of oh, uh, because I mean the, the the ups and downs of renting, though. Um, the shit that I gotta fix in this house is insane. Yeah, the stuff that I have to fix in this house is insane. You and I think shit. I think that here, put me a little bit more. Um, I mean, I'm saying me. But what I really mean is a man. Anyway, um, I can't call the maintenance guy. I can't call the rent office and say, hey, um, can you come tighten this doornail on the door or whatever? It's, it's, I need I need that too. I need to chase it down. You're trying to get me drunk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's, that's good. I'm a big girl. I only need a little bit, little bit of, of the chaser. Big tray. Big tray. In a big house on their big hill. Um, there is an upside to renting as far as the comfort of uh, that women are looking for. However, uh, cash and equity check is definitely. So this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, do you talk to your friends about home ownership? Yeah, we, we always talk about it. We always talk about uh Going into business together, purchasing investment properties. Um, it's really been a heavy topic of conversation since I've been into uh, property tax and personal property tax. Because I think as a community, we are, when it comes to home ownership, I think we have the information. Uh-huh. But I think when it comes to uh, the finessing of it, we don't have the information. When it comes to, um, when it comes to legally, Legally finessing it, uh, finessing your way into ownership, we don't have the information. I do think that everyone has the basic information, mm-hmm. the basic legal information. Yeah. We don't have, as a people, we don't have the finessed information. We don't have the information that um, Donald Trump would have when right. he when he gets away with not doing certain things on his taxes. Right. The average black person does not. They're not privy to that. Right. We don't know that in some, depending on the state, some states you can go and purchase, you can go and purchase, you can go and pay off the delinquent taxes on a home that has multi years of delinquency and the current owner would have a year to pay you back plus 20%. Um, In other states, you can't just go into the tax office and purchase it, but you'll have to go to a tax sale and uh, go into a bidding, uh, go into an auction a bidding section and do the same thing. Okay. I want you um, to drop that knowledge again. So in Georgia, what can you do in Georgia? You can in Georgia, in order to purchase a, a, a tax sale property, you have to go to a tax sale auction. Okay. What I suggest that you do you and your friends, uh, pull your money together, go to a tax sale auction and purchase a house that's delinquent on taxes because one thing that you will be assured of is you will get a return on your investment in one way or the other. Either A, the owner of the property will have a year and a day to come back and, and uh, repay you plus 20% interest. Mm-hmm. I don't know nowhere. I don't know too many places where you can get a 20% return on your investment within a, within a year's time frame. Um, within a year's time frame. A 20% return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Or B, you purchase the property. They don't they don't uh come back and claim their their uh right of it's called right of redemption. They don't come back and claim the right of redemption. And you own the property outright and you're able to do with it what you may. Okay. 
That was some great information. I don't think a lot of people know that. Right. And I do think that uh, we do a lot of complaining about other people coming in and buying our neighborhoods. Right. And um, we can buy our own neighborhoods. Right. And this is the perfect time to do that because um, mm-hmm. my taxes have went up twice since mm-hmm. moving to Fulton County. Um, this is this is what I suggest. Uh, I know I cut you off, but I meant to. <laughs> this is what I this is what I suggest that I'm gonna you, fight you with all the building up that's going on in the city. If you find a plot of land that's available that's up for tax sale, I suggest that you go and bid on that land and purchase that land because we're in a uh, we're in an environment now where corporations are buying property and building. High-rise condominiums, wherever they can fit them. Mm. If you get off on Maynard Terrace, if you go on 20, if you get off on Maynard Terrace, that piece of land right there to your left, right off the interstate that has been sitting there barren for decades because I watched it as a kid sit there barren for decades. Now there is a high-rise condo right there off the interstate. They got um, high-rise condos being built right now where the Piggly Wiggly was on Bankhead. Mm-hmm. I ran down there the other day going to the gym like what the hell they look like they finna be nice too so this is what I tell you this is what I'm gonna tell you all to do you go on www.decaptax.org register for the tax sale they're the first two of every month the first one is in April uh, do your research you'll, you'll get a list of all the properties that are scheduled for tax sale and listen when I tell you this there are homes where people have had, where, where elderly people have left their home to their kids, house paid off. All they have had to do was pay the taxes to keep to keep living in the house, and they behind on taxes, can't pay them on drugs and stuff like that. And you can purchase those those homes through the bidding process and uh, own that property, and you'll you'll uh, you'll have something. I mean, and this lady, may sound you know fucked up, whatever you're thinking, but the other man gonna do it. Right. And they're going to get it done and they're going to keep being rich. Right. So. Right. I'd rather the brother man do it. Right. So if you have any questions about purchasing a tax sale property, uh, go to my Instagram and message me at KD30032. And if you mention this podcast that you um, that you heard me mention on the podcast, I will give you every last drop of information that I have about person purchasing a home. Through the tax sale process. Ooh. Free of charge. But you have to mention the this is what I'm gonna have you do. Mention this podcast and mention the last five topics that you've listened to on this podcast. And I will give you every ounce of information that I have uh through my career in uh in the uh tax sale auction um industry. The last five. Thank you for that. Shout out to Ken. Shout out to me. I like listening to uh, podcasts where I learn something or where we have a, um, I'm going to get off topic for a second, a like my thought process. Um, For instance, one topic that I've kind of avoided talking about on the podcast for semi-obvious reasons, even though it just fits so well with Picture me living is the Shanquella Robinson case. Um, so what we had with that? Um, last I heard was people were being extradited to Mexico. Hmm. But obviously, it fits the travel topic, and I'm, I'm ghetto. So I've been in situations, but and I've actually witnessed a fight with people I've traveled with abroad, and I've broken it up. Um. To sit there and watch that was just asinine. To know that people were in the room watching that was just asinine. I mean, that that doesn't even go with the code in the streets. Like, um, even that's not even a blackout. You can't even say, oh, I blacked out. I don't remember. No, bitch, you remember. Like, you are a foul-ass person for doing right. that. So, didn't mean to get off topic, but I like listening to podcasts that have... I I think I kind of been avoiding this for a reason, Ken. Okay. But um, 
Don't Call Me White Girl podcast, she said everything that I was thinking. She talked about mean girls. She talked about bullies. Um, And we don't know the details. And I honestly don't want to know the details because I don't think none of us should know the details because a death happened. And it was so fucked up. It was a man in the room saying, fight back. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, that really pissed me off to my core. Like, as a friend, I'm not finna sit and watch my friend get beat up. Right. I'm not even finna sit and watch my friend fight or beat up another chick. And you need to chill. The fight need yeah, you, you jump in and you say, chill. Chill. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Right. Everybody need to cool down. We drunk. Like, that just, that just pissed me off to my core. As an avid traveler... And like I said, I've been in a situation like that where I had to break up a fight. I had to break up a fight between two friends that were were no longer friends in that moment. And um, to just sit back and watch that, I really hold the fault, obviously, with the aggressor. But I hold the fault with the people that sit back, that sat back and watched it. They also need to be held accountable. That's, That's very fucked up. But I... I knew I had to talk about this topic because when I did witness the fight that I witnessed, my biggest thing was, bitch, do you know these laws? Do you know where the fuck we are? Do you know, like, you know, obviously that particular fight ended fatally, which is completely fucked up. And I pray to God they get held accountable. I think they are. But let's just say you you and your homegirls in Miami which we do see, you know, fights in Miami. Mm-hmm. We do find those entertaining because mm-hmm. it'd be 10 bitches to a room and y'all somehow think that's going to work out. Right. Um, and women are mean. Women are brutal. Women bully each other. Um, women have difference of opinions. Um, why are you talking to your boyfriend so much? Why are you on the phone all night? Why did you invite him? Blah, blah, blah. Now y'all fist fighting. Miami is one thing, but when we take this to another country, have you looked up the laws? Do you know the embassy at? Um, do you know some places have uh, 15, 20 year sentences for stupid shit, for yeah. stupid shit, for spitting in the street? I think in Cuba, the offense was like 10 years in prison. Um, you yeah. have to look stuff like that up before you go, but we don't. Tracery at Picture Me Living Here is going to urge you to look that stuff up and also um, know who you're traveling with, man. So I was, uh, I was, I was looking at something on the internet and it was a, there was a girl trip, about five, six girls. There was a girl's trip. I think you told me about it. Let's just say for all intents and purposes, they were somewhere, maybe Miami or LA or somewhere like that. Okay. And it was the last night of the trip, and the one of the girls who in, is in a long distance relationship hadn't seen her man in a while. I think maybe he maybe an eighteen wheeler drive or something like that, and he just so he just so happened to be in town, and he stopped by the Airbnb that they had rented. Mm-hmm. There was one girl that was upset. That this girl invited her man to the last night of the girls' trip, um, and the other girls were quiet. How upset was she? So girl A was like upset to where she's arguing. And this is the girl that's mad. Yeah. And girl B is the girl is B. The girlfriend. The girl B. Uh, her man that pulled up. He was there, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Yo, you you doing too much." And then so girl C D E F and G was just quiet. And it was, it just felt like a whole awkward situation. Mm. Like how, why would, why would that, why can you, can you give me a, a perspective <laughs> on both sides of the coin? Um, it's none of my business. I'm a huge, it's none of my business, sir. I, I'm going to be honest with that. Um, when physical violence is introduced, that's when it becomes my business. I will break up a fight. What about verbal, Um, extreme verbal provocation? I've been on a girl's trip before where I was shocked at how they functioned so well in a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. I was on the the, the 1942 bottle trip. 
Because mm-hmm. obviously nobody saw what was wrong with that right. except me because I was the outsider. Me and my guests. Right, uh, we were right, just right, like, right, what right, the right, hell? Right. So as an outsider, I probably wouldn't say much until um, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And once I become uncomfortable, like once there's yelling or um, any type of like um, severe bullying, then I'd be like, hey, we on vacation. I paid for this. I really want to enjoy this night because mm-hmm. some people really do function in arguing. Some people really do function in turmoil. And I'm just like, I ain't going nowhere else with these bitches. I'm just right. saying it in my head. Right. So that's probably what the rest of the girls were saying. Okay. But... Uh, I don't know the dynamic. They didn't say that in the video. You nah, saw? it was just it, it was just a clip of a girls' trip. The other girl were quiet while girl A and B were arguing about. I mean, this girl is really upset. Like we're supposed to be bonding. This is our last night of the trip. Why did you bring him here? Is is women that feel like that? I personally don't. They pull up. I don't believe in girls' trips. I said that on the podcast. I'm going to say that until my last breath. But haven't you been on quite a few girls' trips? I have been. (laughs) I have joined trips, absolutely. Mm. I have joined trips, and I will respect their rules. Mm -hmm. Um, I have made trips before where I thought everybody could pull up. But I realized that it was a girl's trip due to me being, you know, the happy Mm -hmm. tray, world peace, Mm -hmm. everybody get along, naive tray. And I pulled up and I was like, oh, shit, it's only girls here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Happy I ain't invite my homeboy. Right. Like I was going to. So, yeah, I've never. Do you listen to the podcast? I do listen to the podcast. Because I do. (laughs) I do not like labels like that. You don't like labels. Yeah, I don't like the whole guy strip girl. You know I will pull up. I will. <laughs> you know I will pull the fuck up. Where y'all at? Mexico? Shit, I'm outside. And it's not malicious. You know that. It's not malicious. Like, I just really like to travel. Mm. I really like to go to the bar. I'll leave you alone with your boys. Okay. But I didn't ask you that. <laughs> I asked you to give me a perspective from both sides. Nah, of the, the, both, the, both the, sides of I the don't car. agree with the girl that was upset. And I don't know, like I said, some friendships just really thrive in, in arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, if my friend told her, and if I, so, okay, let's just say I thought that this was our bonding trip and we had a moment and my homegirl invited her dude. Um, I honestly wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was a girl, because I've had a friend like this, that, oh, I don't travel like that. Mm-hmm. But then brought her dude at the last minute on her trip. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's happened in the past. So mm-hmm. maybe we just don't know the whole we story. And maybe she excluded her significant mm-hmm. other in the past for this young lady that told her dude to pull up. Okay. Well, no, I don't feel as long as physical violence isn't involved, I don't think that argument should have made it to the social media at all. Because okay. maybe them girls was quiet for the, them bitches is always arguing. Quiet. Mm-hmm. These bitches always arguing. What we finna go eat? Let me ask you a, <coughs> a ice maker. Since I asked you ice breaker, ice maker is gonna be the last <laughs> topic to kind of like close out the podcast. You got some other people. We got other because I'm, I'm Stephen A. Smith. Cause we got other stuff to talk about. What we got to talk about, girl? I got a list. Oh well, run it, run it. Nah, ice maker. Okay, make ice. You've been to any new restaurant bars lately that you have an opinion on? So that was gonna be the next topic. Okay, New well, Atlanta. We're right on track. New Atlanta. I ain't asked you about New Atlanta. I asked you, have you been to any new bars, restaurants lately that you have an opinion on? Either way, good or bad, happy or sad. There is a new restaurant. MCK, I think. It's okay. MCK? Yeah, it's Mick. by MCK. It is by Whiskey Mistress. I could be butchering the name. It's okay. The vibes were there. It's topless. It is. Yeah. It's topless. No. 
You're such a pervert. Oh, he said tapas. Tapas. Yeah. Oh. So it's little bitty food. So uh, I was I was hungry when uh, I had little. Um, it is black owned. It's um the vibes were there though. But what are so that's what I want to ask you in this new Atlanta where it costs a hundred dollars to just leave the, the house. Mm-hmm. That's minimum hundred dollars to leave the house. Right. Where do you enjoy going? So I enjoy going to now I'm I'm, I'm forty six y'all. So it's either gonna mm. be us. It's a it's a yeah zaddy that um said zaddy zaddy. Mm-hmm. Say that um again. <laughs> Peepaw. Say um say um. That's Peepaw. Say um again like you said. I meant that from my heart. I can't replay it. I can't replay it. That's ladies that's listening. Then y'all hear zaddy when she said um. Anyway, they heard Peepaw. No, they heard zaddy. Hey Peepaw. Zaddy. Stop on Hey Peepaw. So they heard zaddy. And um, but. I, I enjoy like sports bars where you can build a rapport with the uh the bartender, uh, which are most likely female, which is cool. Or a, like a cigar bar. Um two places that I go I go to Tip Spot, Trap City Cafe. Uh and so with Trap City Cafe, one thing I'm guaranteed. Okay. So actually a couple things I'm guaranteed. Help me out with that one. I'm guaranteed that uh, I'm guaranteed I'm paid twenty dollars a part, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I'm not paying the cover charge. So okay, anywhere you're going to land, you're gonna pay the park or a cover charge or both. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then the second is I'm gonna get a I'm gonna have a seat at the bar because of just just where it's where it's at and just it's I new. Know, yeah, because it's, it, it's fairly new. And what I enjoy is. The familiarity with the staff because let's just <laughs> let's just be honest like, like if you've been going out in Atlanta for a while like you know the bartenders always rotate bars yeah and the bottle girls always rotate bars mm-hmm. the waitstaff always rotate bars yeah. so if you've been going out here for a little while you're gonna you're gonna know somebody that's there um, right and then so like the same with the DJs the DJs gonna rotate mm-hmm. So you gonna know which DJ is there. You you gonna have a, have a good time. Like tonight, like you know which DJ is gonna be there. You know which bottle girl is gonna be there. So that's why I like Trap City Cafe. And they know King gonna be there spending that guap. Right. So, <laughs> they gonna look for that boss so, hat when you walk in. So um, that, that's why I like either 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 a sports bar, something like that, or 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 a cigar lounge. You know, but you ain't you even catch me in no club and not at my age unless nah. somebody having like a birthday party or something. I can't even remember the last time I was at a club. Actually, the last time I was at a quote unquote club, which had the capability to be a club, was when uh, I went to uh, watch the Georgia Championship game the other night at this place called the Vault on on the Bankhead, bank. the Bank, yeah, on Bankhead, which is. Harlowell or whatever the fuck they call it now. I still call it half, half of it is a bar, the other half is a. Uh, I is was a, a little intimidated with how big it. Well, yeah, it kind of looks like. Okay, it. let me paint y'all a picture. Okay, I grew up on the west side of Atlanta, and I know what the west side is capable of. Even though I am now a what I like to call a ghetto gentrifier, um. I still am familiar with certain areas. So Ken sent me a spot. Ken asked me out on a date. That's right. Did you ask me out on a date? And you you accepted. You gonna he sent me some on Instagram with a pretty with a pretty drink and then he was like That's how you get them, fellas. If you want them to go out with you, he was send like, them that pretty drink. Crickets. You ain't say nothing. I said, So do you want me to go? You was like, Yeah, L O L. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna blow up your spot because I was gonna be like, "Are you asking me out on a date?" Tell you, I was like, "Nah," because I really like how that drink looked, and I didn't even order the drink anyway. I did. I said, and this is crazy how my intuition works because I was like, "I'm working out right now. I'm gonna look at this later. I'm gonna investigate this place later." I did not investigate the place later, and so when we're heading there, I'm like. Why can't you get on 20 West? Why can't you get on 285? 
Why can't get off on Bankhead? Like, I was just like, where are we going? And then we end up going to a place on Bankhead. And I was just like, damn, I done dressed up and did my makeup. I, I could have worn I could have worn some sweatpants. I ain't I ain't have to do all this. Um it was extremely overwhelming for where it is, I'm gonna be honest. And I think I know one or two of the owners um did not know that they were opening a spot there. Um the crowd reflected the neighborhood. Um me being me though, I did not feel overdressed. I I just kind of was like, you know what, it is what it is. Um, I think they tried to match the vibes with what's going on in Atlanta. Um, like I said, I did not order the drink that you sent. But the place was still pretty overwhelming. Um I didn't even know it was a club on the other side. Obviously, on Bankhead, you got to have the police outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it was two big, big ass parking lots. It was overwhelming for yeah, me. I'm be it honest. Kinda like, it kind of felt like pulling up at uh, Onyx. Yeah, it was a bit overwhelming. Pay for parking. We we parked in the overflow lot. It was still twenty dollars. Um, so there's there's levels to parking in Atlanta. You got VIP. You got up close and then you got like oh bitch you finna walk in them hills parking so we did mm-hmm. the oh bitch you finna walk in these hills parking um and that was twenty dollars but it was no fee to get in um they do have a reservation system and um even the staff was kind of like used to the crowd that the staff was even like you know this include the tip right you notice, like, when I was ordering the hookah, you was busy with the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, it's $60, and it includes the tip, and whatever flavor you get. Like, before you ask me any questions, bitch, it's $60. Right. Like, she was used right. to people lowballing her. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested. I have high hopes for the business, but I'm interested to see where they take that. Let me ask you, can I ask you, I ask you ice maker, ice breaker, ice maker, let me ask you ice taker. <laughs> who's got the who's got the best hookah uh, that you've experienced? You tripping. That I've experienced. Yeah, no. The like, one I had in Paris was pretty I'm amazing. Talking about in Atlanta. I ain't oh, talking shit. about Paris. If we picture me living though. Who I know, but in Atlanta. I really think that we should take a group picture of me living Parisian trip. Me too. Really? Yeah. You agree with that now? But answer the question. In Atlanta. Yeah. It was Sebas, but goddamn, we got down wore that shit. I, what about, I can't what stand about, uh, it Batsy? Uh, oh, that was good. Damn, I forgot about that. Give me a top three. So listen, if you listen to this podcast and you have and you listen to it regularly, Give us your top three uh, hookah spots in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, hit me up. I'll leave uh, um, contact information below. Um, my camera ran out of juice, by the way. I'm just learning how to use it. I'm still going to put what I got on YouTube, though. So check out the YouTube channel. Then and fellas, when Kobe is there. Shout out to Kobe. Nah, he he put his foot in them hookahs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck he do. Ooh, the flame. I'm going to give you my top three. Pat at the flame. Okay. That's got to be number one. I, okay. It's just that I don't want everything that come with the flame, though. Okay. Parking. Unk going to park outside for $40. Yeah. $40 to get in. Yeah. It got to pay a $20 fee to use the ATM. Got to mm-hmm. get at least $200. They don't take cards at the flame. But goddamn the food busting and that hookah busting. So, for me, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one being bassy. Two being blue seafood. Mm-mm. Three is Mm-mm. don't do that. Cause the last seamless, time you had seamless. so many complaints about that hookah blue seafood. Zone zoo that zaddy. Oh boy. Zone zoo that. See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what I'm saying? See what I gotta deal with. Ugh. All right, man. We covered some Atlanta topics like we yeah, said. We, we did, would. we did. So it's been it's been real. I think it's time for us to wrap this up. We where you going? Tell me we've, where you going tonight. First, take a shower. Nah, you going somewhere? We've educated the people. 
You going? You said you going somewhere. We've entertained the people. You going to Dugans? It's not Dugans anymore. It's called <laughs> the Spot. We've educated the people. We've entertained the people. Um, Thank y'all for listening. It's been real. And I remember what I said. If you, I'll, I'll give you all the information you need about tax sale, person, tax sale, property, the laws. Uh, study Georgia Code Forty Eight. Georgia Code Forty Eight when it comes to uh, taxation and property. Uh, I want to my my goal here, and I'm really loving this conversation because obscure topics really makes my brain feel good. I mean, I, I feel good as a person when I talk outside of what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and home ownership, all of this shit we just talked about in combination, it just makes it makes our culture what the fuck it is. Like, yeah, we get a yeah, we all this shit, but we're also educated. Mm-hmm. We're also owning homes. We're also moving on up in the right. world, and and we killing shit. And that's what picture me living embodies, like, right. um, all of that. And the the mainstream media will never uh, give us credit for who we are. We have to give ourselves credit. We are more than what the media paints us to be. Uh, we are a force. We set the trends. Definitely we, set the trends. Uh, we set the trends. We create the trends, and we are a driving force in home ownership. We are a driving force in entrepreneurship. We are a driving force in the corporate world. We are a driving force in getting shit done. Why um, you use that voice like that? Because we're a driving force. <laughs> <laughs> we're a driving All right, force. y'all. We'll see y'all next time. All right, we'll talk to y'all next time, man. Until then, KD, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith, I done took over her podcast. You ain't take over shit. This is my take. You ain't take over shit. This is my motherfucking take.